Hey, Nikki Booker here, and welcome to my podcast. This is a podcast about love, about finding yourself, uh, some dating advice. And just remember, you got to learn how to love yourself before any of this dating advice is going to help you. If you like what you hear, please be sure to leave a review and subscribe. And this week's podcast is called Nobody Cares How Smart You Are. So this podcast episode, it's a two-parter. It's about emotional intelligence and I give lots of dating advice and relationship advice, but none of that matters if you're emotionally immature. None of that matters if you don't know who you are, if you don't have emotional intelligence. So this episode and the next one are going to talk about the components of emotional intelligence, what's included in that, what you need to have in order to be emotionally intelligent. And, um, so yeah, let's just get into it. So uh, three guys walk into a bar, haha, <laughs> starting a joke, but their names are Peter Salavi, Salavi, I don't know how to say that guy's name, John Mayer, not the singer, and Daniel Goleman. So what do all of these guys have in common? Well, they're the experts on emotional intelligence. Sorry, that wasn't really a joke and told poorly. And I don't even know how to pronounce that guy's name. But if you want to learn about emotional intelligence, then these are your guys. If you did walk into a bar after getting dumped, these are the guys you want to sit by when you're drowning your sorrows. So while these guys developed the psychological theory behind emotional intelligence, Daniel Goleman wrote a bunch of books about it. Um that are pretty awesome. So the problem is though, a lot of these books will send you into a deep coma before you're actually able to absorb any of the information. No offense, Daniel Goleman, you're super smart and awesome, but you know, we've talked a lot or I talked a lot about self-awareness in my previous episodes and in my blog at NikkiBooker.com that I write weekly. And we talk about stopping the negative self-talk and about finding happiness. So emotional intelligence is the next logical step. You know, I don't care how smart you are or if you graduated from an Ivy League school, if you aren't emotionally intelligent, you will struggle as an adult in your personal relationships and your career. Of course, my focus is on personal relationships, but I'm sorry if you don't know how to relate positively to other human beings, you may as well go live on planet Mars or Arizona where they have giant dust storms too, wherever. But if you are truly looking to better yourself and grow as a person, then the concept of emotional intelligence is so invaluable. Like I said, when you read about it from an educational standpoint, it tends to be quite the snooze fest for some people. So I will try and use real life examples that I think make it a little more fun throughout this episode. So, you know, smack your cheeks a bit, wake up, get alert. Here goes. So what is emotional intelligence? So Peter and John define it as the ability to perceive emotions, to access and generate emotions so as to assist thought, to understand emotions and emotional knowledge and to reflectively regulate emotions so as to promote emotional intellectual growth. Are you still here? Okay, what is, what the heck does any of that mean? 
let's just say something really annoying or horrible happens. For instance, maybe you just got dumped by a guy or a girl you've been seeing for a few months and it just completely takes you by surprise. An emotionally mature person is able to understand exactly what they are feeling at the moment it happens. Anger, sadness, frustration, maybe even relief. They're able to think about it rationally before acting. And most importantly, they are able to act in a manner that fosters healthy thoughts and actions. So basically, you don't tell the person that you never like them anyway and their breath stinks. I mean, unless they have bad breath, then you probably should tell them for their own sake. I mean, just be nice about it. But don't send them hate mail and start posting rude comments on their Facebook page. You don't tell the person all of the things that are wrong with them and attempts to make yourself feel better. And you certainly don't go around bad mouthing them either. That is not emotionally mature. So what do you do? You accept it. Hey, they're not feeling it for you anymore. It's just not working out. Why? Who knows? And they probably don't really know either. But the point is, they aren't feeling it. Or maybe you're fighting all the time. You're bickering. You're just not seeing eye to eye. It's just not working. You can't get mad at somebody for for having a different belief structure than you or for having different values or just having a different opinion. You can't force love. And why the heck would you want to? Just be glad that they had the decency to tell you and they didn't string you along in the event they, you know, get bored one night. You can't force a feeling. So why fight it? Don't beat yourself up about it either. It just wasn't a good match. The end. There's nothing wrong with you. It doesn't have to be anybody's fault. There doesn't have to be a bad guy. If someone is stringing you along, however, that's a totally different thing. But basically, there are five main components of emotional intelligence. So as I go through them and have some of them I'll talk about in this episode um, and then I'll talk about the rest in the the next episode. So think about how you line up with these as, as we talk about it. So there's self-awareness, which I've talked a lot about before. And if you visit my blog post, it's all over the place. That's probably, I touch on it on every single post I write. So there's self-awareness, self-regulation, internal motivation, empathy, and social skills. So for most of my adult life, I feel miserably at these, especially after my divorce. Empathy? Uh, No way. I was too busy feeling sorry for myself. There wasn't any more of that to go around, unfortunately. Uh, So self-awareness is the first component. So let's talk a little bit about that. We talked about this a lot in my previous, you know, blog posts, if you read my blog and in uh, previous podcast episodes, but we all have different presets in our brain based on our life experiences. It's like we've been conditioned to see things a certain way without even really knowing or understanding why. Our brain reacts based on these presets. Something happens somewhere in your life and you associated a feeling with it. It is just your perception based on a feeling. We all have different perceptions. So what was your perception of why it didn't work out with that guy or gal? If you immediately jump to the conclusion that they are an asshole, well, maybe that is the case, but it's probably not. The majority of people we go out with are not our soulmate, and therefore it won't work out for all kinds of reasons. Again, it's all based on our perceptions. For lack of a better reason, it didn't work out with that person because your perceptions didn't align. 
that's okay. Go out and find someone else whose perceptions do align with yours. Do you need an example? Maybe you went on a dinner date and you didn't like how the person handled themselves with the waitstaff. Maybe you didn't tip enough or tip too little. Maybe they see you as too liberal or too conservative and they saw this or perceived this rather by some minor action you took that you can't even remember doing. There are so many little nuances that can happen, not only on a date, but also while you're dating someone. It's almost impossible to really know exactly why something doesn't work out, unless it's like a major thing, like he wants to have kids, she doesn't, or that kind of thing. Um, Or, you know, or why the person simply isn't feeling it for you anymore. It's really impossible to know why. So my advice is go find someone that it works out with. Don't analyze all day why you broke up because you're wasting your time. Here are my recommendations for how long you should actually reflect. If you only dated for a few months, then you only think about it for a few days. If it was only one date and they never called to schedule a second one, then I would advise you to not think about it for more than a few minutes. It's simply not worth your time. It's okay and great to reflect back on why it didn't work out for a little while, but really at the end of the day, who cares? Just move on. You're able to move on and not obsess about it because you are self-aware. You know who you are. You don't need validation from some stranger that you are worth dating. You know your value. There is someone better for you out there. I promise it's, it's so amazing when you finally meet that person and your perceptions align, you literally sync up and that feeling of fate happens or the feeling you get when you finally meet the one and you can't believe how much you think and act like, you know, my husband and I are so in tune with each other that he literally takes the words right out of my mouth. When we have disagreements or arguments, God, they're not even arguments compared to what I've dealt with in the past. They're, it might be heated for a minute because we're feeling it at that moment, but we both stop and we, we understand each other. We know where each other's coming from. I never thought I would ever find a connection as deep as the one we have. And I don't say that to brag or to make you feel bad if you don't have it. I say that to give you hope because I truly believe that everyone can find this if you get to know yourself, if you are emotionally intelligent. If you put in the work and you wait patiently for the right person to show up, it will happen. Put in the work and wait patiently. There is someone just like you out there waiting for you to show up. You should just be spending your time working on yourself and meeting new people. Someone who thinks like you and when you finally meet each other, it just is natural. It's not forced. Again, you have to know yourself in and out before you can truly connect with a person on a deeper level, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we all have ugly, I promise. It doesn't just happen magically, but when it does happen, it really does feel magical. It's so worth the wait. Life is so much easier and the sex is really great too when you are aligned. Just making sure you're awake. Self-awareness means that you understand what drives you to feel a certain way and you're able to recognize when it's happening. You channel that feeling into a positive action that fosters personal growth and that brings you internal peace. You also need to be able to laugh at yourself and be confident at the same time. Be comfortable with who you are, what that looks like, and realize what works for you may not work for another person. Our perceptions are different. Therefore, we don't always agree. That's okay. 
So I know I only managed to get through the first component today, which is self-awareness, but that's because self-awareness is the most important. And I believe that the other main components of emotional intelligence really build off of this one. Self-awareness is key and is the first step to emotional intelligence. So if you made it to the end and you've listened and you're not asleep, great. Thank you for not falling asleep (laughs) and hanging, you know, hanging in there for your own well-being. You're awesome. So stay tuned for part two. Um, I'm going to go into the other components. Um, So yeah, that's about it. Thank you so, so much for listening. I love doing this podcast. I've had a lot of fun. Um, I really like talking to to everybody. And, um, again, if you like it, um, you know, leave a review, subscribe, come back and see me and check out part two.